And we are here on free speech, free for you to voice your opinion. We have Orange County, Pennsylvania, North Jersey, North Jersey, New York City. You can all chime in here. And we have Stephen Qatar. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Tyler. And Jay Westerfeld. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, lots of hot topics on free speech today. I think we need to start where we kind of left off a little bit last week, which was on the, the pulpit rock. I'd like to give it another name. Uh, only because I don't know who named it to begin with, and I'm not sure why, because there's so much conflicting information that if you keep calling it something that people call it because they heard that. It's sort of, I don't know if you did this in, in your country, but in America, when we were young kids, they used to have this game um, with cans, I think it was, and you would say something into the can, and it would have a wire. And, well, and like then by the time I got to the telephone. last person, it was like a whole other story. I mean, nobody got it right. And this is what I'm feel liking with this issue. Well, it's because of the influx of all the misinformation that uh, pertains to the subject. Every week something new comes up, and uh, I actually came across uh, another editorial. And this is the essentially a vehicle and a tool that everybody uses, which does not require any fact-checked. So the latest is that uh, an article editorial uh, written by Eric Kreerman. 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 And that claims that there's massive geological shelf, approximately six inch below the surface, supporting the pulpit rock. Now, who is he? I have no idea. And and he has no supportive documentation. He's just stating this. No, and it's, it contradicts the very, uh, you know, claims by. Let me just mention. I'm gonna. The lines are open if you want to comment. Eight four five six five one eleven ten. And this is Taylor, just so you know. And yes, I did name the show. And the the ad in the newspaper is a promo that I wrote, just so you all understand that. Uh, because it fits the subject matter. It's going to be hopefully different in the near future. Right now, this seems to be the focus. But 845-651-1110, be respectful when you call in to yourself and to us. And essentially, if you're looking for information that, that does pertain to the project, we are the people who are involved in it. And probably the best uh, first-hand source uh, to, to get that information to you. So don't listen that who said, somebody else said, neighbor's brother, sister, friend, and by the time, like you said, it travels down the line, it uh, takes on a totally different meaning. So uh, just to answer, and uh, Jay might be able to clarify, the. everybody knows, everybody who uh, studied the subject, everybody knows that the pulpit rock, just like many other rocks alongside West Street, is the glacial uh, formation that has been carried by the glacier. So it didn't quite grow up like a mushroom out of the ledge or massive geological shelf supporting it. There's no such shelf. This uh, studies has been done. The We actually did test has been done. The digs, we didn't encounter any shelf whatsoever. It is a rocky uh, soil, quite poor for, let's say, for agricultural purpose, but there's no shelf. Uh, and there's a number of uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I uh, heard you talking about the uh, put, putting this analogy of the plow going and... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Great, great point, Stephen. Um, you know, people don't understand glacial erratics. And when we say glacial erratic, we, means a, we mean a rock that was, uh, you know, just for whatever stochastic reason, just dropped somewhere by a glacier. We never know where they're going to be dropped. And of course, this happened millions of years ago. So we, we see these post-glacial um, positionings of the rocks, and 
what happens is if you ever look at a parking lot, like at a shopping mall or a strip mall when the snow is plowed and there's bottles and things like that, they all get pushed over. You don't notice it. It looks like a snow pile. But unlike a sidewalk, which gets cleaned up a lot, those piles melt, they melt, and then suddenly you see a few rocks uh, laying around and a few bottles cans and things and bottles. like that. A lot of cans. And they just lay where, where they were dropped by the uh, snow and by ice. the snow. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing. And, you know, just to speak to something Taylor brought up at the beginning, the pulpit rock naming, it's sort of interesting because there's a famous pulpit rock in Norway. Mm -hmm. There are pulpit rocks all over. This is a common old name. And even in New York State, there's a Pulpit Rock State Park. It's not here. So a lot of times what happens, just like today, there were some news stories of, that started with the name Trump. Well, they were actually about an athlete with that last name, but it's it's really great clickbait to get you to look. Before we go on, we're going to have to take our first break. But again, if you have any questions or comments, 845-651-1110. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse. Join me and my guests every Monday on the Roundtable at 9 a.m. AM 1110 93.5 FM WTBQ. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ. And we're back on free speech. Yes, it is free. Free here on the radio that you can voice your opinion and make a comment. As long as it's respectful to you and everyone else. And 845-651-1110. here with Stephen Katar and Jay Westerfeld. And you were just commenting about the, the glacial issue that they keep speaking about. And we were just talking off mic about, you know, you would have to say it was within a certain square footage for that to happen as the way people are claiming it when it's all over the, the world. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, you know, people like this recent letter in the paper from um, an Eric Kinnearman, uh, stating that there's some really unique shelf underneath. And I, I noticed uh, Stephen Gross had also mentioned a calcareous uh, soil structure. Um, people like to throw that word around a lot. You know, people love polysyllabic terms because they feel... Makes them look intelligent. Yeah, and if they can c confuse the rubes, and right. you know, sometimes that's what they think they are, it, it really helps their case. I mean, we see it a lot, even on your show, I apologize, but you had a, a history professor on a couple weeks ago who said right on the show that it's an estuary, that uh, the way we on the creek next to Pulpit Rock is an estuary. Well, an estuary is brackish water. That means half salt, half fresh water. It's where a river meets the ocean or meets a saltwater tidal water body, like the Hudson River. This is not an estuary. 
it is so bizarre that a person can use a term like that to give themselves uh, expertise on a subject that maybe isn't really their focal subject of study and training um, or just research. And a lot of people let it go. Ooh, estuary. Wow. That's got to be worth preservation. Yeah, it has to be worth preservation because there's an estuary, just like there's great Manitou. It's, it's insane that these words can be thrown around and they're given immediate credibility just because of the number of symbols. Well, what's more insane is that people are repeating it. Oh, well, yeah, sure, without that's how it works. fact-checking. Sure. I mean, fact-check. Would you like somebody, and they do it on Facebook all the time, to go out there and start spouting all this information that is completely untrue? Wait, I... And it's not everything on Facebook isn't true, Taylor. <laughs> I'm deleting my is. account. <laughs> Where's Mark Zuckerberg when you need him? Uh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm really happy that you're kind of clarifying all this terminology because I think people look at it and because the big words are there, quote unquote, sure. they assume it's correct. Sure. Uh, you know, Ernest Hemingway said, I could use the 25 cent words, but I don't have to confuse anyone. Let yeah. me use the five cent words. Exactly. So, you know, basically you did a study initially. Oh, you, God, yeah. So I just kind of want to reiterate that for a moment for people who may be new listening in. So you didn't know Stephen. Stephen didn't know you. Absolutely This group not. came over and said, we'd love you to do this study. Yeah. And then you came and you did the study. Uh, you're, you work all over the world doing studies for people who hire yes, I you. Yes, I do. And you said, okay, here are the results. I didn't like the results, and they went after you. Yeah, and the interesting thing, I, I want to make one other distinction, Taylor. Um, a gentleman who had called in last week who wrote a, an acerbic little letter to the paper went on and on about how he does ecological studies for these kind of things. I do research, typically. I work on actual research projects you for mean publication. Facts? Facts, science. We, you know, actually really cool things, uh, you know, very Nat, nat Geo sort of things. Uh, I'm not a, a hack who stays in one town and just you know oh i'm going to help this developer i'm going to go against that one i do actual published research um and uh anyway all, all that being said there are so many ways to look at this and people throw those words around and it really doesn't help the case unless they're you know dealing with there's a lot of uh, issues that have been brought to the subject lately uh, it's almost it almost reminds me like throwing noodles at the wall and trying to see which one will stick uh, i'm not a specialist in either field of uh, preservation or environmental. Uh, this is why I rely on the opinion of uh, highly That's why you trained hire professionals. Experts. And uh, one thing I can tell, uh, I'm reading all these letters about Massive Shelf, about oh, uh, history and this and that. I guarantee everybody who is listening that we've done more for preservation as of today, commissioning the studies, learning about the rock, I know more about it than previous owners or anybody for the past 75 or 100 years. Because nobody, anybody who claims there's a massive shelf doesn't even know what he or she is talking about, because there is none. And the nature of the, like I said, it hasn't been formation, hasn't been spit out like lava out of volcano. It's been carried by a glacier. As so, as so many rocks alongside the West Street, which are plentiful. Many, many along West Street. And uh, this overnight appreciation for just this particular rock, just this particular 10-acre lot, where Indians apparently never crossed the road to Pel uh, Pelham Crossing or Eagle's Watch. And, and it's everything is focusing on this. I would like to ask Green uh, Village Greenbelt Preservation Society, did they do any studies? Did they do any cataloging? of similar stones, how do they compare uh, to the pulpit rock, to the one they call pulpit rock? And uh, I, I know that many, many 
houses in the neighborhoods have uh, rocks bigger than pulpit in their backyards. And in fact, Chuzai built a single-family home, that rock would be lost forever. So we, in fact, I, I don't mean to pat myself on the shoulder, but uh, so far we're the only people who... Are preserving it. Yep. Yeah, and Stephen, actually, let me pat you on the shoulder. I didn't know you before this. Um, I really had no dog in this fight. But honestly, what I've learned in the time since I've started getting involved in this is that if you just decided to put a small subdivision in there, you wouldn't have to deal with any of this. Yeah, it would zone, already be started. It's, it's, it's a zone sure. uh, suburban low density. You only need three acres to put up a house. You don't need the variances, uh, ZBA approvals or anything like that. No. You can go straight ahead, subdivide and start building. You could have made a rock climbing park out of it, pulpit rock. Yep. You could have made a graffiti feature out of In it. In fact, but you there's so many uses that's uh, permitted on that particular lot uh, that uh, Private boutique hotel wouldn't be probably the worst of them. And don't this you have? A, isn't there a school bus uh, company right near you? Oh yeah, there could be garage right on. The, uh, it could be a cell tower. It, and it's allowed for also religious uh, establishments like churches or synagogues uh, to be sure. uh, built there as well. I know a bunch of people uh, over near Harriman who would love to put a synagogue in over there. Why not? So a bunch of people in Monroe too. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Great spot. No, thank you. <laughs> so the hotel is actually uh, it's allowed use number forty one, if I'm not mistaken, according to a municipal code uh, and regulations book. Uh, but there is over a hundred that, and like I said, the hotel not being the worst of them. Yeah, and I think that uh, what happens here is really simple, and that is that you have a group of people that have very little knowledge and just kind of repeat each other. And it gets the voice gets a little bit stronger and it's the boy who cried wolf and they're all repeating the same misinformation and they heat each other up instead of finding out the facts but they seem to be adamant about what they don't know you know i i spoken at a lot of scientific conferences oh, here sure in new york have. and first i've never seen or heard this stephen gross fact uh guy at these things ever but when you're going to start spouting facts Use citations, use journal, scholarly journal citations. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in uh, Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You know, don't spout <laughs> One of facts. my favorite lines. <laughs> Absolutely, but science is the same. You can't just say these things. Oh, there's a shelf under there. Oh, it's a calcareous fen. Oh, the Indians gave it great Manitou. Show me the money, please. I, I want to see it. I want to believe yeah, show it. show me the facts. I want to be a believer. I want to be the first guy up there doing a dance. Yeah, so far all I've heard is a lot of rhetoric, and the only one who showed me anything was you, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> was a letter from, and I can't get the whole name right, the New York Preservation Historic... Oh, oh LPRHP. That's the Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. I had to write it down. I've dealt with them for yeah, over 20 years. it's a long years. title. It's a mouthful. And, and he, uh, there's a, within that uh, agency, there's a historic preservation division that cleared up for subdivision uh, and said there's no, it's not eligible for national register. Or well, I don't know what more no you show me something else you have that soup that kind of oversees that. Just let me see that. No, there's nothing. Once again, and it's all coming up sort of a post fact. And if it does have this uh, great significance, I would like to ask people where. Where were you and why all of a sudden overnight appreciation for, for something that you had for so long and never bothered to take a single right. step to protect it? And 20 or over 20 years on the market for sale during some really poor market times. 
And well, they could have gotten it for a song. Absolutely, for a song, and they wouldn't have had to and by do the these way, expensive studies. That's from the trust from the Pennings family. So these are farmers who've been here forever. And if they're selling off their property, that zone to do anything, I don't know what yeah, else At some to point, the library was uh, sort of like planned to come uh, on that particular lot. And once again, coming back to the zoning and the allowed uses, uh, people should realize that uh, the the lot the very next to it is owned by Orange and Rockland that's proposing. Uh, oh, yeah, the, they want to uh, put a new relay station yeah. up there, which we hope they will, so we don't have any more lights going out. But, uh, you know, and then you have eminent domain, uh, which means that the government can say, hey, you know what I want to use that for? And good luck with that. So, I mean, there's, I, I just would like people to have more information about what they speak of. And if you're speaking in a loud voice, it doesn't make it right. Uh, we, we do have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? It's Steve Gross, calling from Warwick. I've heard my name mentioned. Yeah, I because think... we'd like to see some facts Good about morning. what Good you're morning, talking Steve. about. Well, Please. I, uh, you know, there's a few facts I want to clear up first myself. Um, uh, Jay just talked about me as just working within Warwick, and uh, he is absolutely no. Wrong I said about li- that. I said living in Warwick. No, you said working within Warwick, uh, trying to go against developments. You know, for anyone who yes, and and no, I worked. I have worked all through uh, New York State, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Eastern end of Long Island, New Jersey. That's where my work takes me. Number two. But do um, you do do you do I, scientific I, research, or is this essentially client work? It's it's client work. Right. Well, there's kind of a difference there, Stephen. How did your yes, co- how did correct? That how is did correct. Your, I work how did in your applied sciences? I work in applied sciences. I'm not doing research. Right, so Stephen. Do you have a question so, for, for us uh, that's pertaining this to the money. program or with this? Oh, well, first I need I need to respond to things that have been said about me. Go so ahead. do I, Steve. Okay. <laughs> All right. Secondly, I didn't hear the beginning of last week's program, and um, and someone sent me a recording of it. And I heard... Wait a second. Who sent your recording? That's not allowed to be done without our permission. Who uh, sent you the recording? I don't have to tell you that. Oh, okay. I'll let the FCC get involved. Okay, you do that. Because you think you know everything. Uh, <laughs> um, at any rate, um, I heard a recording of the program, the part I hadn't heard before, and I heard Mr. Westervelt describe our meeting which was a complete fabrication. Yes, you fabricated your little letter to the editor. No, I've never no, called no, you no, my no, wife. No, no. All right, I think we're wearing off the subject. Yeah. It's really not I interested know, in I anybody's need to opinion. You. If you need to defend your, if you need to defend yourself, there's a problem to begin with, because everything you said prior to that, I didn't see any written documentation that is being that's in the planning board about what is uh, legal, what's going on, what has been passed, and this is just kind of rhetoric about he said, she said, which is what's going out okay. in the community right, so why don't about, you get to the subject matter about where is the proof of what you you have to back up what you're saying okay let's back up one thing that i brought up last week that mr Qatar went against me on and is again saying is again saying incorrect information this morning on the same topic and what is that on what is allowed on that property uh, as of right, he talks about number 41 being uh, in, in the uh, uh, list of uses as far as you know, allowing hotels. Yeah, he is correct. Number 41 says hotels Thank and you. motels. Thank you. However, it's not uh, an as of right use. It's only allowed as a special permit. It's subject to special permit, but it's absolutely allowed. No, no, you're using misswords. Say it again, Stephen. It is subject to a special permit. 
In other words, it is allowed use that will require upon approval for planning board. It is not as of right. That's the point. You keep talking about that. It is as of right. Stephen, you're Stephen, you're Steve. You're talking and not listening. Use. In other words, we uh, the application right now in front of the planning board. Once that application is uh, approved than the subject uh, to a special use permit. It's a special permit. It, like once again, I already uh, mentioned in the program beforehand that it is procedural step that is part of the procedure, but uh, it is an allowed use. But you talked Any, about it as being nothing more than a procedural step. That it is, is nothing incorrect. more than a procedural step. But how do you think it's incorrect? It's incorrect because there's a whole set of standards that have to be met. For, for a special use permit. And have you met them? Yes, and that's what right, Steve, 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 said. Steve, let him th- tell you what he's answering right, you. And this is, uh, in other words, uh, we are going through secret just to make sure that those uh, steps are met. Yeah, it's more than secret. There's a whole set of standards that's applied to just a special use permit. One of them. I'm, I'm sure there's quite competent people sitting on a planning board and, and, and a town board that would be uh, capable of, to answer uh, the questions. Well, and let me, let me once quote, again. Let me quote from the zoning code. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. It's uh, really I, I, this is free speech. Yes, Let it me is. Quote from from the um, from the zoning code as one of the criteria for approving a special permit. Again, the the principal allowed use is three homes, and one of the criteria is that the proposed use shall not be more objectionable to nearby property owners or occupants by reason of noise, fumes, vibration, or lighting than would the operations of a permitted principal use. So, in other words, your hotel cannot create more noise, fumes, vibration, lighting than with three homes. And this is specific. Correct, yes, in, in, yes. In he's so, not, but so Steve, this he's is not why, denying well, that. This is why we're doing uh, the uh, light pollution study. This is why, uh, you know, we're meeting certain standards. And this is why, in fact... This is the only use that, once again, I repeat myself, that allowed this property, allowed the rock to become, to, to be accessible by public. If I would build, and I can build uh, three homes tomorrow, you know, you, you know that. Yes. That property would be lost forever. Well, I mean, not tomorrow. I mean, you still have to get, perm- you know, you right, get the property, but you agree that that would be lost forever. And we wouldn't be sitting here, and we wouldn't, I'm going to a great length, and I'm really, really going to a great length to make sure that this is preserved for the community, which nobody... Uh, all the people, all the opposition, all the people in your camp, they cannot say the same. I'm sorry. The, the, I'm sorry, but the rock is, is mostly within a buffer that you have to keep untouched as it is anyway. So you're not doing any great service. It's something you yes, have I to am, do. Yes, I am, because if that's going to be behind the, somebody's fence, all, all you're preaching, everybody's crying about it, it's all going to be in vain. It it's doesn't belong to you. You know, I think what, what's happening here is the lack of real communication instead of people wanting to be right. I, I think that what you have to look at is if somebody else had bought this property and said, look, I'm zoned to do this and I, I don't want people coming here and looking at the rock or petting the rock or doing whatever they want to the rock, I'm going to put up a fence so you can't get on my property. Not only that, the, the, uh, within the property right, you, you can bulldoze it if you want to, you can blow yeah, it to, so to I bits, think you can, uh, yeah, yeah. I can gift it to you, you yeah. can have it. I think that what people, oh, that would be interesting, if, so, yeah. if they want to take the pulpit rock, they, they can move they can. it? Uh, yeah, they have to uh, pay to remove it, they well, can put it in you know, I'm glad you're society. laughing, Steve, because that's the point. The point is, you could have somebody else here who said, the heck with you, once everything's approved, I'm blowing it up. 
Stephen Guitar has spent a lot of money and time to get really, you know, people who are specialists in these fields to make sure that he's doing everything right. And I think he mentioned last week about you had find some, found some Indian uh, Native American artifacts and you had said, given them to them to yep. kind of say, do you want this? And they said, no, they don't mean anything, go, you can keep uh, them. Th there is procedure in place. There, there is agencies of seeing the procedure and we're doing everything to the T, everything that is required by law and then some and then beyond. There are some small group of people, probably the whole six of them. I'm a businessman. I, I really don't believe preserving it for the sake of six so they can preach and cry and, and kiss, and, you know, worship the stone. I uh, this, pro this this the pulp of rock is far more important to the entire community. You're talking about six people. No, it, show it, me the show me the proof. Show me the proof. How Steve, is it important? I think well, it's, I think we're proof. coming off on a tangent here. The point is that uh, Pennings had a, f a farm trust here. They agreed to sell it for 20 years. Nobody bought it. Stephen came in and bought it. He yeah, said, if it's so important, why didn't you act on it? You particularly. Me particularly. Yes. I, I, I would love to be able to buy every single open space property that's out there, and I've obviously I don't... I don't have those kind of resources. Well, well not just, so we're not know. talking directly at you, Steve. We're talking just you in... You just said me particularly. But I'm just saying, I'm saying like anybody, you could have gotten a group of people together and purchased it. Um, the point of it is, is that it only came to light when Stephen Qatar bought it and decided, okay, instead of building houses, I'm going to build a boutique hotel because this community definitely needs it. People cry all the time for this type of uh, overnight stays. And, and the way he's doing it is really on a high-class level, and he's still willing to put a fence around it, to put benches around it, put a historical plaque on it. He wants to try to do the right thing. He's putting a pool right up against it. No, it says proposed. It's, uh, proposed. it's not against it. <laughs> Well, good. Then people can swim and look at the rock at the same time. <laughs> this is kind of getting silly here, Steve. Let's let's talk reality. Where? When was the last time you sat at the Pulper Rock and prayed on it? Uh, that's a ridiculous comment. Exactly what you're uh, doing hey, too. Taylor, it's you, getting out you, of control. As a moderator, show some semblance of impartiality. I can't because I'm looking at it as a person with some kind of intelligence, yeah. and I'm and and I'm looking at it at a as a rock that no preservation society has said this is you know something you can't touch or go near. If that was the case, the Pennings could never have sold it. And there's no effort prior to this, absolutely none, and amounting to zero. Now uh, there's a lot of people holding hands. You one of them. And uh, just question your comrades and uh, ask them why nobody ever spoke on behalf of it. Yeah, well, I mean, until you went to buy it, I never absolutely. heard a word about the pulpit rock. But here's the bottom line, Steve. Then you've, ju you've been living under a rock, Taylor, because this property has been... Steve, 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 I've not lived under any rocks, and I can tell you right now, I've spoken to numerous people, one of them whose name I will not mention, who's actually on the board of Historical Society, who said, yeah, you heard of it, never saw it, never, nobody talked about it, all of a sudden, when Stephen buys the property, there's all this chatter about it, so don't tell me that people knew about it, and Steve, I notice you only come out to go against some kind of business owner that wants to improve something. So not true. Uh, I, I work for developers. Well, <laughs> really? Which develop Which developer are you working for now? Right now, I've got. I'm working on a project uh, in Cold Spring for a developer. Money's money. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a great project. He's setting aside seventy-five percent of the property as open space. Uh, yeah. Uh, Good. Uh, once again, it's uh, today. And money's money. How about you, Jay? You're How about me, Steve? You're selling your soul out here, aren't you? Excuse me. I, I'm I sorry. said no personal attack. Sold my okay, soul. I'm how did sorry. I? How, wait, wait, wait! Didn't didn't you have to sue 
preserve uh, preserve Hudson Valley for over twenty five thousand dollars for your exorbitant fee because they wouldn't pay you. I don't know of any organization called Preserve. Did you have to sue any organization for twenty five thousand or more in the last two years, especially going against Legoland? Yes or no? Did I have to go after a client Steve, that yes didn't no. pay me, and I and I got paid? Yes, I I had to go after a client that was re, uh, delinquent in paying me. Steve, and I got. Do you know paid. what? I, do you know Randy Steckard? I know Randy he, Steckard very well. It's all about you. It was a yes or no question. Randy coined a really great expression: "biostitute." Yep, I'm very familiar with it. Yes, you are, Steve. You own a mirror. Okay, no. well, let's wait a second. Time out here. Let's get back to the... Randy works with me because I'm not a biostitute. Okay, let's get back to the point in here, Steve, because it's this is, seems to be like at a wall. Okay, the, okay, point, so, the point is that no matter whether we agree or disagree about the cultural significance of Pulpit Rock, right. whether or not we agree or disagree about any environmental uh, issues on that property, um, the part I just read to you is probably the most critical that um, I see no way that a 110-unit hotel on this property cannot be, possibly be uh, not more objectionable than would three homes. So you would prefer to actually uh, be that developed into the uh, single-family plots and thus losing that treasured heirloom? The, 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 the I, would, I, I would absolutely like to see that developed for three single-family homes, and that rock would be standing there in full That view. rock, absolutely not. That rock will be knocked out. I no, can build three homes tomorrow no, and knock on the lot. No, uh, Why not? Why would it? Because he, because he, Steve, Steve, this is, it doesn't carry the same significance to me that it does to you. And if he owns a property, he can do what he wants with the rock because there's no historical value. That's the bottom line here that you all are missing is that he's willing to preserve it. Anybody else who went, walked in and said, I couldn't care less about this, take it out, I'll build my homes. This is the same argument that's always been applied to any historic structure no it's not historic stop <coughs> stop misnomering it because there's no documentation I'm using that as an example yeah but it's not an example but it's a very an historic structure and says i can just knock it down tomorrow. but it's very hypocritical uh, stand uh, to actually let it let it be lost for the community forever despite uh, let's just not let steven build all right we have another call on the phone so hold on steve okay all right caller what's your first name where are you calling from uh, I'm Bob. I live in Warwick, New York. Okay. Hi, Bob. All right. Go ahead and make your comment. Um, I've been following this project through the uh, social media and the papers, and um, it comes down to one simple thing. A man buys a piece of property. He wants to develop it. He bought it for a price, which, you know, I, I built single-family homes. Uh, I, I would have I personally bought, bought the property and, and, and developed three houses on it. And you have the possibility to remove that rock. That rock, you know, is is non-significant to, Up to uh, the owner. It's uh, you, you, if to anyone. Yep. You know, and I mean, um, that this rock could have been taken away. And uh, I mean, to get three three uh, lots on that space, um, you know, removal of the rock would have been necessary. But uh, I mean, I'm in agreement with this project. It's a uh, Thank you, Bob. You know, I appreciate your support. Needs this, needs this hotel, and you know, I think uh, I think Mr. Qatar has a good uh, good argument. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because you are a builder, so you understand exactly what Stephen is saying and what everybody else is saying who has the knowledge of what's going on here is that if it's approved for this and you do it, nobody has to keep the rock because there's no you know, correct information or documentation that proves that it has to be preserved. Right. If it's in a way of obstructing the view, if it's in a way of uh, drawing the utilities, so even if you don't just like it, you can, you're fully in your, within your right to uh, take it down, uh, like I said, uh, make a road out of it, uh, you know, run it through the crash. Right. And as, you know, Bob on the phone mentioned, thanks for calling in, Bob, uh, he, he would just put three houses in. Now, if he did that, he would not have to pay the fees that you're probably Absolutely. paying. Absolutely. What have you got so far just into paying experts for secret or into the secret process in terms uh, of dollars? I don't Stephen? have a balance. The, the secret preparation alone before the studies amounts easily uh, to half a million dollars. What? Half a million dollars. So, yeah. But you could have put three homes in and not paid that half 100%. a million. 100%. And just partied. Yep. Wow. And, and you that, would have had to put a uh, stormwater retention system in for uh, three homes. With, with the project, he's going to have to put a stormwater retention You have to right. put the road, which you don't have to do with the single uh, subdevelopments. No. Yeah, you have I to. Yep. Yeah, so he knows. Uh, you, you, uh, we were supposed to, uh, we actually uh, putting a public uh, use well. That's a totally different animal. We're putting a packaged sewer plant, which is uh, cost uh, in excess of a million itself. Uh, the, I think the lowest quote, we got the million and a quarter. So there's a lot of money, and even in designing, even before we put a shovel in the ground, there's uh, millions already spent in, in the process of uh, preparation. So the, when I said that we go into great length in order to preserve it, uh, I wasn't kidding. So if you were just here to flip the land and make a quick mill or two, you could have done that without spending any of this. 100%. You could have built the houses, built flipped the houses, it, and, and moved on if you didn't I care about the This is why I think, Mr. Gross... <laughs> but this is one coming from people who uh, rally for preservation and uh, they say well build the houses we don't care if we, this stone is lost forever this is such a hypocritical stand yeah. yeah and these people who never done anything they just now essentially what they're doing is bullying the owners uh, they're rallying up the public they uh, question in integrity everybody from planning board to people to specialists that involved and uh, professionals and engineers and uh, environmentalists that involved in the project. I think only to save their own face. It's somebody's family owner is hinged on it. And uh, we have father and son duo, a team trying to destroy or, you know, rally against the project. You know, there's so many more incredibly historical places here in New York. I mean, not just in Orange County or Hudson Valley, but New York itself. And, you know, I believe in historic preservation. So I, do I. You know, history is really important because that's who we are. But, you know, to, to create this kind of uh, energy, this negative energy, uh, and I'm not going to say about a rock. Okay, if it was an important rock, then, you know, let's come out and, you know, preserve the rock. We'll do this. Which we're trying to do. Yeah, which you are doing. You're doing, uh, like Bob is saying, if it was a builder, would come in and say, the heck with that. Knock it out. Get the rock out of there and build the houses. So, yep. you know, uh, six Mr. years. Guitar, I know you've, you've, you've got other projects that you've, you've done in Warwick. Uh, you have properties on Spring Street, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and um, and I, I know you had the old what was uh, you had you ran that meat market um, there still running okay and um, and and then I, I know across the street you built a building on what had been um, uh, Harris, Harris small, uh, small engine, engine repair, repair. correct mm -hmm. okay um, can you tell me though about 
when there was a fire and they found that that built that house that was Harry Small Engine Repair had been chopped up into uh, several different uh, uh, illegal apartments, and you even had an apartment in the uh, the garage there. You had a family living in the garage without a bathroom. I don't think I was the owner at the time. Uh, so I know I, you were the owner at the time because you showed up at the time of the fire. I saw a videotape of you arguing with the uh, uh, the fire officials who wanted to get into the garage. Wait a second. They, Hold on. Who is this? This is Steve Crow. Oh, okay. I thought Bob was still talking. <laughs> no. I'm like, how did that get into the conversation about what we were just talking? I'm about? still wondering how it got into now, the conversation. Now, uh, Stephen, what, what, let me ask you: What does one has to do with the other? Yeah, Are we okay, talking well, about? All right, hold on, hold on, because we hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to take a break. <laughs> we actually have sponsors that I have to pay for here, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s on The Magic of the 80s. Saturday night, starting at 6 on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. Lisa Morrison, a psychic medium who reaches those who have crossed over from physical to spiritual, intuitively hears, feels, and sees information coming from the other side. Tune in every Thursday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. WTBQ for the afternoon, partly sunny, a widely scattered shower or thundershower possible. Most locations will likely remain dry, 80 to 85. Tonight, partly cloudy, patchy fog after midnight, 60 to 65. Sunday, early morning patchy fog, otherwise a good amount of sun, very warm, upper 80s, mostly sunny on Monday. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And here we are back on Free Speech with Stephen Guitar and uh, Jay Westerfeld. And we have a gentleman by the name of Bob on the phone who's also a builder, so you kind of get it. You know, it's sort of to me like uh, someone talking about giving birth who's never given birth before. And somebody who knows what's involved and the, yeah, to what and length the process. One, exactly. Yep. Right, Bob? Hello? Okay, we lost Bob. I think Bob. we lost him. I think we lost Bob. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so it was. it's good that we had a builder actually call in because now they're talking from a factual standpoint because they've gone through a process that you're going through now in a different way. But, and, and you know, it's the know, same process. See, if I would never, uh, and I don't know, uh, because my name is uh, associated with the project so closely because people, some people oppose the project, you become in a target and essentially they try to do a character assassination. If they don't like the hotel, let's go after Steven and let's uh, 
I don't know, paint this monster. Uh, you know, let's let's let people believe he's not local guy. He's not uh, pro Warwick. You know, I love Warwick as much as Stephen Gross does. Yeah, but I do more for Warwick than uh, Stephen does. But here's the other part of it. I think people need to think for themselves, and I think that's the big problem here. You have kind of a mob mentality. Just because someone is is louder doesn't make them have the right information. Right. So check it out for yourself. Go down to the planning board. If you really want to educate yourself and go look at everything that's sitting there right now, I think that's the best way. And then come back and talk to us. No, absolutely. And once again, if you're interested in, in the first-hand information about the project, call the uh, show. It does call the free speech, but it's not free for all. It's not somebody who can call and start ranting about uh, fire that I don't remember happening. You know, so What has that got to do with the pulpit rock? It doesn't. Okay. You know, I just think that, you know, we're willing to listen to, you know, kind of educated conversation, not people trying to reach out to beat other people up or to say they're right and someone's wrong. It's not about that. Free speech is about just that. Free speech without trying to hurt other people or damage people or yourself because you don't know how you sound. And by the way, uh, when it comes to shows that are recorded, we do have regulations that is governmental. I think if someone is so smart about doing research, you'd find out that you're not allowed to do anything with a recording unless we give you, if it's a show on our station, we have to give you written permission. Yeah, to you, share you, you and post them. And right. by the way, editing is against the law. If you ever caught editing a show that comes out of here, no matter who you are, you can go to jail for that. And it happened because someone took an, a, a show on a radio station for a court case and edited it for their benefit. So let me just tell anybody out there who did that, you just be very careful because that could happen. If we find out who did it, uh, I would suggest you, and, and you notice Steve wouldn't say who did it. Because that would be kind of not no, the right thing. No, and no, no, no would he say that uh, what uh, significance the rock has or any kind of proof for it? And no, uh, I, I, he's, the, busy, uh, he's busy deflecting to everything The question else. I would like to answer everybody who is uh, holding hands and rallying up against the project is, people, where were you? I mean, how, why all of a sudden this overnight appreciation and you grow consciousness and, uh, that you didn't have before? And, yeah. and ex extending yeah. even past this issue, Pulpit Rock, for the past 20 years, where were these people on the numerous projects I've worked on, some of them single-handedly, when I was trying to preserve the barn where Hamiltonian was foaled on the border of Chester and Warwick, did it almost single-handedly. None of these people, I've never heard their names. I guess if I was dishing out money, uh, you know, maybe Steve Gross would have shown up, but I've never heard of these people prior to this. Well, and this gentleman wrote a letter to the editor saying I called him for a job. Have you ever called him for a job? God, no. I, I would never call that man for anything. I, I don't really use the phone, Taylor. And aside, <laughs> I think we do hear some of these people uh, in the contest of uh, environmental preservation, but except they're sitting on the other side of the aisle, uh, as in 1984. Jake, bring, correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. I, well, just recently I, I was speaking with one of the people who has the Village Greenbelt Preservation Society, very respectfully, good guy, runs it. And he said, hey, I, I hope that we don't have animosity between us as a result of this. I said, no, why would we? In 1984, Professor Hull wanted to pave a sensitive endangered species wetland in Sugarloaf just for the yeah. vibrance and vitality of the businesses there. Yeah, in I never held a, a grudge. I, I like Professor Hull a lot. And actually, he's taught me a lot. 
Uh, well, I love his brilliant, books. He's a brilliant man. He's a great guy. He really is. So, no, they, when people make these things personal, when they bring this animus into it, it's just... And shows. you can hear that in people's voices sometimes. And, you know, the show is not about anybody personally. That's what I've been trying to say. And we have a rule on this station that you can attack the program, the policy, if you don't like whatever, you know, legalities. But we don't want to attack people personally. No, and by the way, when I sold my soul, it was long before this. It was <laughs> to be a great blues guitarist. I hope you got a couple of bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the price for selling souls is today. Uh, once but. again, it's just like throwing noodles at the wall and seeing what stick. These people, um, uh, I wonder if we're giving no shame they have. Yeah, but I wonder if we're giving legs to them even because I just great. think, you know, I, I really think that they need to come up and show us proof of what they're talking about, which they can't do, we know, because you have the proof. It's sitting at the planning board. Very true. And so you show me, go take the planning board uh, information that's sitting there about this project, copy it, whatever you want, take a picture of it, and then show me something that defies anything that's sitting in there. But this is so much easier, uh, other than creating something for themselves, uh, just start bashing somebody else's effort. It, it's, uh, it seems like everybody's favorite pastime. Yeah, they like to deflect. Yeah. Yeah. Misplaced aggression. In a lot of cases, it's misplaced aggression, you know? But I don't know why. I mean, mean, unless you don't have a life, I can't figure out why you're spending so much time on this issue. If it's so very important, and we'll say this a million times, you've had many years to step up and say, listen, we need to do something to historically preserve this rock so that it's never touched or looked at in 100%. any other way. And uh, the, there was, uh, on, on the last uh, program, uh, Stephen Gross uh, implied that why don't, uh, I, I am a reasonable man, and if that means so much to them, uh, I, I'm maybe inclined to consider selling, but it's uh, not gonna be what they, what I paid or, or how what about, they wanna how pay. about if they want, if, if you people out there wanna move the rock somewhere where you can preserve it, yeah, you know, with, with, uh, Stephen, I'm sure it would be open to a conversation about that. I, I, I actually, the, the the rock itself was one of the reasons that we purchased the uh, plot because I really believe that it's it is an asset, not to the extent that everybody implies, but it is an asset, especially in a contest of the project that we will make it more than it uh, really is. We right. will uh, build a themed, uh, we can dress the rooms in, in a theme, we, we can bring that history, we can educate people coming to Warwick on uh, what a great uh, feature we have in a community. And uh, once again, it has to be highlighted, it has to be put on display, it has to be treasured, but not in a sense that uh, Greenbelt Preservation Society or Mr. Gross uh, suggest if they, uh, they had their chance. And uh, once again, why focusing on this particular lot? And, and, and once, once again, like I said, somebody's family uh, you know, name already sort of depends on it. And the uh, person who direct uh, responsibility would be to preserve and educate people about it uh, kept quiet for so many years. And frankly, if that would happen in a private world or a corporate, that person would be hired for incompetence. Yeah, and not only oh, that, yeah, they'd but lose their job. I, I just want to say that you know, the the louder the voice doesn't make it realer. It doesn't make it truthful if you're yelling. So you know, keep it down. You can't keep defending yourself against things that you th- that you, you think people are saying that are incorrect. You know, this conversation was supposed to be about what facts do you have that disprove any of the effects that we have. And, and you've got to get back to the planning board. I'm going to say it over and over. 
No, I think uh, uh, rather than uh, people inventing reasons not to, let's talk about what hotel can do for the community Absolutely. and how different that would be. And I know Ray is, uh, I guess, uh, Mr. Westervelt was uh, retained to uh, uh, provide an advice for occur integration of the hotel into the environment uh, to suit that environment to adapt to that environment not the other way around and there's many many features that i find absolutely fascinating that how that lot can be made better for for the environment for the nature and i would let uh, jay Vestival maybe elaborate on that a little bit have I got a, a moment? Yeah, you have two minutes. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, no, we have a lot of eco-integrative designs for it so that this is a truly green hotel and not the sort of green where, oh, we're using solar power or, oh, we're, you know, we're using organic detergent. These are things where we're going to have uh, uh, pollinator garden, as I said two shows ago. Oh, uh, we're, nice. Yeah, we're, we're going to have tree frog breeding pools. We're going to actually transplant walking fern, which is a, a rare plant, onto the rock because it, it likes uh, that sort of... Yeah, to use Stephen's term, uh, calcareous rock. <laughs> um, and uh, we're gonna also have many bat roosts, as I've mentioned on a show, bird roosts. Um, we're going to have a, a, a little riverine section for the kayak launch with a lot of re really nice riparian plantings there. And also we're gonna have wetland buffer plants that have different rates of absorption for any possible runoff water that could come off of the potential solar cell roofs over some of the parking going into uh, water systems you know, for the gardens. We're going to go over this in detail next week, but let's talk about that. Because what I'm hearing now is this is uh, going to be a conservation area, so maybe now yeah. we can preserve it. After all these wonderful things have been added, now we're looking at preservation and they're creating, instead of a lawn that somebody cuts every week for, like, how much gas does that use? So I, I love this idea of what you're doing. So I think next week, again, you know, people, you have an email that people can email you. And on the Facebook, there's a pulpit, uh, Rock Warwick, New York, and we uh, already working on a website, which is uh, should be up shortly, uh, which is uh, a lot of uh, studies, a lot of answers uh, to questions Good. people have, uh, those including uh, geological studies, the, the, the rock infiltrations and, and so forth. That's uh, people. In other words, if you're looking for information, just look up. Uh, uh, Tune in on every Saturday, 11 to 12. Where these are the people sitting at the table who, uh, in fact, are qualified to answer those questions. Right. And, you know, if you do call up, let's keep it civil. Let's not names. Let's keep it to the subject and topic. stay on the subject. Right? Yeah, stay on the subject. Well, listen, we, uh, we love the show. We've got to have more free speech in this country. Not enough of it. Thanks, Stephen Qatar. Thank you, Jay Westerfeld. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, week. everybody listening. Have a great weekend. Thank you.